Welcome to the 5QS Podcast, a show that gives listeners a peek into the world of some of India's most fascinating individuals. At 20 years old, you and me were probably figuring ourselves out. While some people did that in seclusion, others managed to change the world side by side. Today, we would be speaking to somebody who not only elevated his life on a pedestal at the age of 20, but also radiated his talent out to the world. And the best part is, he documented it all along the way, well at least indirectly. He started photography from age 4. His richly detailed photographs of daily life of the Ganga River and the Indian spirituality have landed him in the National Geography, The Guardian, CNN, among many others. His photographs always manage to narrate a tale irrespective of language or geography. With the title of the first Indian ever to win the Youth Photographer title at the Sony World Photography Awards, he is a personality with a portfolio that may be literally a novel with so many intertwined stories. He also won the Indica Cultural Photography Grant to develop his project on tribal communities of Northeast India and also has a title of Forbes 30 under 30. He recently selected as an international delegate at Harvard Project for Asian and International Relations. It's honestly an upward peak for him from now on. Let me introduce to the audience, Pubarun Basu. Welcome, it's an honor to have you with us, Pubarun. Thank you, Yash, for that wonderful introduction. I mean, uh, all that he said, uh, it's just been a great journey for me. And it has been a lovely, lovely memory also in the way because I really cherish the process that I went through. So thank you for having me and I look forward to our discussion. It's a pleasure to have you and I must say that we all are proud of you. To become a first ever Indian to get awarded from the Sony Photography Award, that's a great thing. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Yes, uh, it was indeed a great, uh, you know, honor for me too. And to have that kind of love from uh, my fellow countrymen and from my, uh, you know, friends or family or acquaintances, it was surreal for me uh, after winning that because more than the award itself, that's what motivated me to go further and, uh, you know, do better in life. So true, so true. So it's uh, great to have you, man. So excited to know about you. So uh, let's get started. Firstly, uh, can you describe your photographic journey from the time you were a little child until you were named as one of Forbes 30 under 30? Uh, yes, uh, would be a pretty brief descript- description, but then I'll try. So when I uh, started, it was only because of my father. Um, he's a professional photographer. He had his dark room, his printing lab, his studio equipment lying around everywhere in the house, right? So uh, as a young child, uh, one would take interest in it. And I would just go and fiddle with the gadgets, not really knowing what to do with them. But my father, he never really interfered in that process. He let me do what I did. And slowly and steadily when I grew up and I had some sense of what was happening, he would teach me some, you know, nuances about photography, how to capture an image or how to function a camera. So when I was four years old, um, I went with him on a tour and uh, it was just as family, a very nice time we were having. And then... Uh, it was a fair where um, in my state of Bengal, it, there's a place called Shantiniketan, which is also uh, the place where famously uh, Ravindranath Tagore lived himself. And they organized cultural fairs like 
you know uh, with folk artisans and i just went there and i took the camera uh, my father's good dslr which was quite heavy for me at that point of time and i started clicking the pictures so uh, you know it was just a cathartic way of me learning from him or just experiencing what was happening around and seeking uh, knowledge from the experience itself and as i grew up later in life i took interest in um, bird photography because uh, the place i used to live uh, used to have many migratory birds come and visit us because of the trees around and i would i had a point and shoot camera that had a good zoom so i would always click them and the colors would really intrigue me for example the purple sunbird or the um the red whiskered bulbul or uh, even something as common as a tailor bird would really intrigue me but uh, as i went on i developed some fascinations uh, towards many genres of photography like sports photography here and there um but what really intrigued me uh, you know <clears throat> when i was in my uh, adolescent phase was the ability to document a very ordinary moment in life and make it look extraordinary you know so i would travel by the streets i live right next to the river so i would just walk around the streets um during sunset and i would capture these you know very mundane moments and try to find the magic in the mundane and that's how i developed that knack for uh, street photography or very precisely documentary photography because i wanted my photographs to have a subject in them right so like a guy doing something or a, some kind of an action by a human being and uh, then it culminated into me you know participating in contests or uh, uh, giving my pictures for publication in uh, in uh, those media houses and then uh, slowly and steadily i got some uh, feedback from them or i got some good uh, opportunities from them and then uh, it motivated me to go further and finally uh, in 2021 I received what I assumed to be my big break until now and uh, it was the Sony World Photography Awards it was a very good journey it was a very um you know uh, stressed up journey for me because I had to wait for like 8 months to know that I had won the main award so yes um uh, that that was how you know uh, the the thing unfolded Yeah, great. It was quite a movie scenario kind of, <laughs> and uh, really your pictures kind of portrays everything what you are trying to say, and that's why I think uh, you've got that name for those pictures. Thank you. So uh, my next question is: Indian spirituality and culture are very vividly depicted in your images. Would you mind sharing any thoughts you have on it, or any stories you would want to share with us? um yes uh you know what um living by the river i have noticed very close connection of my photographic journey with the river itself and i do not perceive it anymore as or just a body of water i perceive it as a harbinger of life or an entity that had that has shaped civilizations for centuries now so uh that level of belief is what heightens all of our 
you know perceptions towards just a mere body of water so i see people coming here and praying and you know taking a dip in the river to drown their sins so it's a entire cycle of um, belief that goes around the river and uh, we tend to associate it with any element in nature so when we uh, see a huge storm we we get frightened by it or we perceive it as something else a sign of destruction or something that is coming from a supernatural entity so more than religion itself because that's very specific to people and their culture i think the general notion of spirituality is something that we as an artist we should dig into it and we should find that common spot where we can merge our reality with a spiritual um feeling that we have in ourselves so it's just an exploration from within for me and um yeah i mean that's about it and the daily life like i said in order to produce something magical or, or a picture that speaks more than it shows you have to uh, believe in something some some kind of a force that exists parallel to what you perceive so uh, i think uh, in that way i was able to fortunately dive into that philosophy and uh, you know take out some pictures that probably the when the viewers viewed them they they felt something else rather than what they saw so true it it, it has so much of intangible aspects to just of picture and uh, the yeah. way you have clicked it thanks So uh, what do you believe are the key characteristics that would offer a photographer an edge over the competition given that social media and current trends have undoubtedly raised the competitiveness in every industry Oh yes they surely have uh, it was because of social media that I got my motivation it was because of that I started deviating from my originality so I really know how it can um, you know shape somebody's perception especially an artist's so i would just say you know to any budding artist who is trying to make a legacy of their own it might be a distant thought but you sure have the power to remain original so please go there uh, out out there by yourself you don't need to believe in any other philosophy than your own please keep your mind open always that's a key characteristic for uh, fostering creativity in your art and just do what you do with the entire freedom that you get and social media is not the end parameter for anything but it surely is a very good motivator for your art so when you receive feedback from others on a platform where all of you are connected it means a lot to me too when i receive a good comment it makes my day when i see somebody's uh, taking good liking to my photographs or my videos i surely appreciate that from the bottom of my heart but as an artist my journey lies somewhere else which is absolutely not uh, you know parallel to the virtual world so when i'm out with my camera i think about what's happening in the world i don't think about what's what's there on social media or what am i going to get from it because it, predominantly i i practice uh, documentary photography these days so most of my work is based on people uh, covering people or underrepresented communities so i have to do it with utmost care and respect and i do not want to jinx that you know with 
uh, having some preconceived notions about what 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 picture is going to fetch me more likes or this portrait is going to be attractive to the uh, viewers i i just go there and i talk to them and i break the eyes and i become invisible in one way and then i click the picture that is going to uh, propagate what i felt in that moment so true and on that note there is one thing i want to ask you could you explain what you are trying to say with your image no escape from reality because uh, it immerses the observer in a galaxy of ideas and has a great deal of intangible depth yes so uh, the the image was clicked when we were all in lockdown right and me being an outdoor photographer it was a challenge for me to think about something outside that sphere but i challenged myself with the the keyword unfamiliar in the familiar so my house it's it's what i've seen all my life right so there's nothing too surreal or too um i mean out of perspective that i would find in it but i surely tried to do the same thing and with the lights and everything i experimented for almost 2 weeks or so and then i finally found that picture um i composed it myself and the hands that you see they are actually my mom's hands she was very kind to you know go behind the curtains and uh, you know uh, pose for me in that way but then uh, the picture that came out of it i wanted to uh, you know propagate the sense of entrapment that was felt by everybody around the globe and uh, it i it had a metaphysical element to it so uh if you see the picture there are parallel bars and then there is the fabric so um the the explanation that i had for the scene was that uh even though someone breaks through a layer of uh captivity and uh, you know escapes through it there's no ultimate escape from reality you're bound to your own reality and uh you know we i i try to bring together many uh other you know theories that we have in our minds like you know simulations and all of that so in the end it's it's just that um we we have a hard time uh to accept where we live in but it's the ultimate truth so you have to make do of what you have and uh, you have to go your own way and uh escaping uh, the the process of escaping is kind of futile because you'll never be able to escape from this uh, sphere so you might as well protect and preserve it like i think i meant earth in that way so yes that's about it you know it's a great thought and i mean when you whenever a viewer sees that it, it kind of uh, gets into the notion of you know trapped or feeling that helplessness or maybe uh, the strength to f- uh, face the reality maybe yeah yeah true <laughs> uh now that uh, we have reached the fifth question may i ask what photography has taught you has it influenced you to improve as a person yes of course um i did not realize it it was an uh, underlying process but uh when i think back right now or i reflect on my practice i see how i have learned the art of patience through my photography uh there was a time when i was uh, only you know searching for some shots that would give me that feeling of electricity that would uh, you know 
show the audience is wow this is a guy who is so technically uh, you know sound but now i search for the slow moments in life i am very slow when i'm clicking a picture so i don't go into a scene and just you know click my shutter a thousand times rather i go there i feel myself in the environment i try to connect with my subjects and then i click that one shot that really says what i have to say uh the story in itself um the other thing that i would i believe uh, uh i have had the privilege of doing through photography as a tool rather is that i have uh, connected with many uh, cultures all over india and i hope to connect with more you know people from different cultures uh, over the years and this is uh, come into play after i started traveling uh, to document tribal societies or indigenous groups so i went to meghalaya to document the garo and the khasi tribes i made some great friends there and uh, i i felt a great sense of of you know satisfaction in knowing that i have been able to encapsulate their cultural rituals through my lens and uh, make a document out of it that going that's going to stand as an archive when things uh, go south or something like that you know like when when it's on the verge of depletion these uh, ancient customs and rituals and soon there might be none so uh, on the you know in in an era where we are, we are faced with rapid urbanization or modernization it's very important to preserve one's own roots and that's what i'm trying to do all over india i went to the maharashtra region of uh, akluj yeah. where farmers almost 20 to 30 lakhs of them they go on a march uh, probably the greatest pilgrimage in the world and um, it's such a great sight uh, the vadi pilgrimage uh, the palki uh, journey and uh, i documented that this year it was an overwhelming experience i went to chatisgarh to document the ramnami tribes who have tattoos on their skins that um, that were actually a symbol of a uh, defiance against the oppressive uh, upper caste people who try to stop them from practicing their own religion so uh, all in all these interactions they have shaped me into the person that i am today i i everywhere i go every culture that i discover i learn something from it and uh, i am glad that it turned out to be this way because uh, now i have a chance to you know raise my voice and the voices of the underrepresented on a platform and speak about their human rights right right and i think it is also one of the major characteristic an artist should have that is giving back to the society and which you are doing through uh, the channel of photography i guess yes yes i, I totally agree with you on that and uh, uh, there's one story that i read i don't know it's true or something uh, there's one photographer who was in africa and the children's there were facing some diseases or something he couldn't touch them he couldn't help them and he was feeling so bad about it but his click over the generation have created so much of awareness towards the people and lot of them after seeing that picture have gone there to help those like in most of the ngos have started looking for them and i think that's a great job one can do for the society as a photographer absolutely and uh, i'll tell you also about a photojournalist called uh, kevin carter who you know captured this uh, baby in africa and uh, it, the baby was lying on the ground and there was a vulture in the distance and it was looking at the baby wa- waiting for the baby 
to die and then it would eat the baby so kevin carter he clicked that picture and uh, he wanted to do something about the baby but uh, they were instructed as photojournalist not to engage and uh, he went back home he got the pulitzer prize for the picture and some weeks or some months later he committed suicide because he couldn't stand the fact that he could do nothing towards the baby and pro- it probably died uh, you know in the same way and that photograph meant nothing to him so at the end of the day as a photographer it's a very tough job for you to you know depict what's happening or you know getting yourself to engage in a situation where you are instructed not to so um, you know nowadays photographers they have that ethical line where they you know that they do not cross so i think uh, that's another very beautiful anecdote that uh, you know we should learn from that that is terrific but also so uh, maybe inspiring matlab yes <laughs> it is so uh, we are done with our five cues uh, there are still few questions that are running in my mind so i'm directly going to ask you uh-huh. uh, firstly what are you currently working on and what are your future plans um i'm currently working on the projects about the tribes of india you know so i have covered some like i told you and then i have plans on covering some more tribes and their way of living with nature and these projects they have this one basic underlying uh, reason for what why i do them it's because these tribal societies we tend to perceive them as primitive right they don't have any idea of uh, how to live in this world or they are pretty outdated or something like that we need to go there and preach to them how to live with nature but in actuality these ancient societies they have lived with nature all their life and they have the best understanding of nature because they worship it so as worship we worshipers of nature they have that respect towards it and they have developed these rituals and these methods over the years which are extremely sustainable to the nature which are extremely you know nature friendly so as a matter of fact these methods or these customs should be explored by us and they should inspire us how, on how to sustainably live with nature because for this climate crisis that we are facing there's a very important uh, thing that i heard in the harvard conference uh, this guy miguel soriano he he is the uh, chief upstreams officer of world bank and affiliated company so he told us that you know uh we always think about solutions for the environment if we never think about adapting ourselves to the environment which we have failed until now so for us to think about solutions is on a later stage we first should know how to live with our environment how to you know prevent the damage we shouldn't think about how to you know overcome the damage that we have already made like it it is a simultaneous thing but adapting to one's environment or building climate resilient societies is very important so i think for india itself i think these tribal societies they are the best example for how to live with nature and that's what i'm trying to do because uh, my next project on the atapani tribes of zero valley it focuses on their agricultural system and it's so sustainable that it has garnered the attention of unesco oh. trying to you know devise methods to take inspiration from them so yes that's my plan and my future plan is uh, just developing stories i also wish to pursue an education in photography from abroad 
and uh, you know be well equipped with what i'm doing and i also uh, it's my dream actually to uh, build a model or a society where um, artists innovators and creators they all come together and work for the betterment of the planet and its people that's so great man and i think the mes- uh, the message you are trying to put out in the world uh, it's really helpful for us as well as people to get aware with what the situation is going on through the medium of photography that's great thank you thanks a lot and, uh, Uh, I've also heard uh, you can uh, play the tabla extremely well and want to explore that as well. So how do you balance both? Yeah, I mean uh, tabla has also been a very integral part of my life. I uh, I have taken the tutelage of Pandit Tanmay Bose, who is a great maestro, and uh, because in tabla, which is an Indian classical instrument. you must know uh, the discipline of it so you must live your way like an indian classical artist you should be humble you should have your head down and you should know how to respect one's you know cultural roots so uh, that has helped me a lot in life i mean it has been the basis of my life for the last 14 years i still practice tabla every morning for 2 hours 3 hours whenever i get the time and uh, i hope to continue doing that and i hope to you know collaborate with musicians all over the world and uh, just uh, you know uh, promote the, our indian classical music uh, abroad or uh, you know wherever it needs promotion because it's quite popular these days but uh, yes i mean um, tabla really helps me connect with my spiritual i would say I wouldn't say enlightenment but uh, my my spiritual world probably like it it helps me establish that connection so I'm really grateful to music for that very true very true so uh, recently you were selected as an international delegate at Harvard project for Asian and international relations so could you share some insight about what it is yes so um the project uh, brings about uh, almost 300 delegates from all over the world to work towards our future basically and uh, it's not really uh, a place where you go and uh, you hear someone speaking and then you come back home uh, it's more about you know finding the common ground where you as a delegate can work with other fellow delegates towards a solution they give you an impact challenge uh, by a very famous companies you know for you to work on and in that way you create connections with other people you uh, work your brain and uh, you at the end of the day you devise something that you were not capable of doing previously because it's entirely a collaborative effort so in the entire uh, conference time uh, which lasted for 5 days i personally i have made some great connections with delegates all around the globe i have met people from germany from uh, the philippines from america many many other countries singapore and all of that and uh, we have actually stayed in touch ever since and we hope to you know develop the projects uh, in our own way because we all came from different uh, spheres in life one was a computer uh, engineer one was a biotech guy one was a you know web3 developer so um it's just a mixture of talent and um uh, advice that we received from the senior people talking in the conference because they were really motivating and uh, 
you know i for myself had a lot to learn about um startups or business or uh, anything for that matter of fact even science so uh, it, it was very informative and i hope that i can use this experience uh, later in life and uh, just create that community that i was talking about great great uh and i think uh, you have made some great connection we can see that from your social media oh yes <laughs> so that great great so uh thank you so much kubarun for joining in today it was an insightful talk with you and we hope that you achieve much more in your life and i must say you are a very kind person and it was great chatting it was a great pleasure uh, yash i mean um i am always so happy to share whatever i have my humble knowledge with any uh, person my age and i hope we can you know together we can build something substantial that can stand in the face of challenges so true so true so any message that you would like to give to the listeners oh uh, <laughs> i think i already uh, spoke a bit too much but uh, yes i think um i i would just say uh, be original like i always keep on repeating myself but uh, i think it's very important be original be open minded and uh, just uh, you know if you have a passion for something and if you have a goal try to achieve it with all your might i mean let nothing stop you and uh, i wish all of you the very best great great Uh, you know what are generally our recording uh, ranges from 15 to 20 minutes but you are answering so well and i was just uh, there were so many questions running in my mind so i kept on asking <laughs> oh it was it was a, i think i mean i i am a very big talker so i can't stop sometimes but i'm sorry about that <laughs> no 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 it was really great to know all about it thank you thank you so much yash a pleasure